0: You're listening to episode 13 of the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, an integrative health coach, fitness trainer, yogi, and wellness lifestyle consultant. Each episode covers all things health and wellness, inspiring you to honor yourself every day through discovering how to eat more, move more, and live more. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. It is a gorgeous day here in New York and I am just like beaming outside the window right now. Getting lots of beautiful sunlight and just appreciating that I have access to that in my apartment here. Sometimes we forget about the little things that we're grateful for. And I just remember when I first lived in New York, I was living in this apartment that had like almost one window in the whole apartment. And I just did not get this amount of natural sun. And just taking a moment to be really grateful for that. So I want you to take a moment and just find something that you're grateful for that maybe you didn't always used to have. And remember that it's not something to take for granted. Maybe it's having laundry in your apartment. That's also something that I took for granted, definitely growing up with and having college is having my own laundry unit. So find something that you're grateful for, Um, take note of that, and then move forward into your day. Getting into the episode today, we have Lex Seamus. She is a dear friend, a fellow health coach and PVOB instructor. She is also an intuitive chef. And she's coming on today to just give us some tips and tricks on how to get into the routine of home cooking, how to not make it complicated, and how it's really one of the most basic forms of self-care. So she's got lots of good little tidbits here, and I'm excited for you guys to tune in. So Lex, tell me, like, let's review your story, sort of. What my wellness story. Your wellness story.
1: So I struggled, I mean, like a lot of people, I struggled with digestive problems throughout my life, starting really young, actually. I was born in Hong Kong and did a bunch of allergy testing there when I think I was around five and tested... Um, positive for wheat intolerance. And that's the only thing that I can actually remember that I wasn't allowed to eat from a very young age. But I think that no PBJ sandwiches, no PBJ sandwiches. (laughs) I was kind of a, an exotic eater from a young age just because I had so many different influences around me. Um, My mom's German. So I had that kind of German food, cultural influence. And then being in Asia, I had, you know, all of those different foods and spicy and, you know, curries. And um, and then I had my dad's side. And interestingly enough, my dad's from Great Neck. Um, my grandma is an amazing chef and she's been really into wellness her entire life. Mm-hmm. And she's 100 now. So that's I amazing. She's definitely doing something right. 100 and thriving. 100 and thriving. And she was very ahead of the game with all of, like, the workout trends and um, Ayurvedic foods and macrobiotic. She was a huge fan of Suen, which... We oh all God. like know just close in the West Village. Uh, you I haven't guys, told her. <laughs> for those who
0: aren't in New York, Suen is. I mean, is it Suen or like like Suen? Suen. Okay, I'm like I'm not saying it right. But I actually went there last night with oh Emma. God. It Was so good. So good. I think my second time in like a week. Um, but it's this amazing food place that I. It's like, what style is it? Is it Japanese? It's macrobiotic. It is, it's macrobiotic, but Um, um, it's kind of... I don't know, like they
1: have curries, but they also have a sushi. Yeah, it definitely has a little bit of an Asian influence or flair to it. But I'm going off on a tangent because I think to kind of summarize my, why I'm in this space, it's half of it is because I struggled with these digestive issues from such a young age that forced me to become conscious about foods that I couldn't eat Mm -hmm. and foods that I that I had to eat in order to really nourish myself. yeah. Um, and then, you know, my grandma being so into health, my my whole family really being into cooking and, and eating like whole real foods. Um, I wasn't exposed to processed foods like a lot of my American friends were from an early age. So when mm-hmm. I moved to America, when I was seven and started like seeing more packaged things and processed things, it kind of was was eye-opening and also, like, didn't contribute to um, helping my stomach problems because my, my dad and mom kind of let me eat, you know, weed again. Um, there was just a lot of different opinions from doctors on whether or not I could grow out of it, and I just kind of, yeah, started eating weed again and went through the ebbs and flows of it affecting me and not affecting mm-hmm. me. And then when I was in high school I got a job working in retail at J. Crew and like my dad was in fashion so I kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps. I did internships at Sal McCartney, Alberta Ferretti, and I just really I always loved fashion and the creativity um, behind it, but I wanted to be a part of something that I was more connected to and I've always been connected to food and wellness and cooking.
0: Yeah. You and I relate on that front. (laughs) I totally feel you there. And so
1: I started personal training at Equinox. And at this point, where were you? In New York? This was in New York. So I I did college in New York and continued, you know, throughout college to kind of work in retail, do the fashion internships. And then when I graduated, I decided I wanted to be in wellness or fitness. I auditioned at Soul Cycle who turned me down initially and they said, like, come back. But instead of coming back, I went to Equinox, mm-hmm. got certified as a personal trainer and um, was there for a year. But throughout that year, I noticed that most of my clients' success was a result of me changing their diet. Um, the exercise was more of a supplement and obviously, you know, building muscle and and exercise is a huge part of being healthy. But if you're really trying to reach any goal with your body or like internal health, it has to start with your diet. Mm -hmm. And I really watched my client's lives transform by focusing first on that. Yeah. Um, And that was my strength. And I just honed in on it. And I ended up working at a cafe in the West Village that unfortunately no longer exists. Um, It was called Ginger Snaps Organic. And I worked there because I was kind of interested in opening up my own place eventually. um, And I wanted to be involved in the food scene. And this woman, Jamie Graber, who's an amazing practitioner now, she has her own private practice and does like Reiki and meditation. Crystal healings. She's, I need to go. Yeah, you have to go see her. Um, she... I mean, we had... The cafe was literally the best food that I've ever tried in New York. Yeah. It was just... It's so tough to have a business here um, in the food space. And right. you need a lot of money to keep a
0: place afloat and the marketing and the branding. It's yeah. like... And I remember you telling me, too, that the food was of such amazing quality. Like, working there, you knew that to be true. But the prices kind of reflected that. Yeah. And, you know, as a business, you can't really, like, cheap that down. But by nature of that, like, there wasn't enough people who appreciated it to keep coming back.
1: Yeah, I think that you have to first kind of lure people in with this, you know, messaging and branding, especially in New York. Like, people, it's all about the experience now. So if people aren't, like getting the whole package, um, they're going to, you know, think of that as they're, they're not going to appreciate, you know, the quality and be willing to pay the price. Yeah. Which I understand, but, um, I ended up moving to Germany after that teaching spin at this amazing boutique studio called B-Cycle, mm-hmm. um, which is something I always wanted to do. And I kind of had the opportunity last minute to teach at the studio so cool yeah on summer vacation because my mom lives there and my friend sent me like an Instagram post for auditions and I went and got the job on the spot and moved to Berlin and did that for a year worked a little bit in art got a little creative again which was nice yeah and then
0: Lex like does amazing paintings too yeah I I love
1: love art I've always had that creative side and
0: very abstract yeah
1: I think that's also why I love cooking because it's such a creative process for me. Like I'm a very um, intuitive chef and I've learned so much from different areas and experiences in my life and different people Yeah. that now I feel like I have the ability to, because I also love to do it, you know, throw things together and create meals on a whim, Yeah. which is what I really want to teach people how to do, Yeah. just to have the skills and knowledge to be able to you know balance out eating out versus ordering in and cooking your own meals like if you don't have the foundation that that I was raised with and you know the skills and knowledge of how to cook and you know play with flavors and play with ingredients and combine Mm -hmm. certain foods if you don't know that then it could be so intimidating to kind of start cooking for yourself like I hear people say, I don't have time. I don't know where to start. I don't have the tools. Like, my kitchen's a mess. It's too small. Especially in New York, there's just the idea of starting to cook for yourself when all you've been doing is ordering Mm -hmm. or eating out can be very overwhelming if you weren't kind of raised doing that. totally. I've literally been doing it for 20 years. Yeah.
0: I first started getting really into cooking when I think it was my first summer interning here in New York. And, um you know, it was right after my first year of college where even in college, like I had access to the cafeteria and in my dorm room, I didn't have like a place to cook. So like I would make things in the microwave or whatever. But then when I came here, it was my my first real opportunity to like get by in the city, saving money and not eating out all the time on like an intern salary. And, um, I was kind of forced to just like, figure things out and here and there I'd cook with my mom before but I'd never really like made my own meals all day long and just realized how simple it was how easy it was to get a sweet potato and just like throw in the oven bake it easy done like scramble some eggs which I was having at the time and like quinoa and just like throwing things together, and for me, it was always just like, I know I like this, and I know I like this, so I'm probably going to like them together, and, like, that's just how it was. if you just drizzle a little olive
1: oil and pink salt on On everything, it just works. It's going to (laughs) be delicious. (laughs) That's just my number one motto. But, like, I think there's a huge gap, especially in New York and these big cities in America with, like, you know, all the advertising of – eating healthy and all the trends and the beautiful meals and the cauliflower pizza. And there's a gap between that and just what you just said, which is, you know, a simple baked potato, you know, a few veggies, some eggs. It's like people think that in order to eat healthy and cook for themselves, they need to go all out and yeah. be elaborate. Yeah. And that's why they're getting so overwhelmed and thinking that they don't have the time. But if they just, you know, scaled it way down and learn how to do things extremely simple, back to basics, like, yeah. you know, more of like a Mediterranean diet, mm-hmm. focusing on portion control, how to combi- combine certain foods for optimal digestion, like, those things are... Are principles that have been ingrained in cultures around the world for hundreds of years. And we're like losing sight of that a little bit now because we're trying to be fancy and try to make everything look, you know, sexy and cool. And while I do love that as well because I love creating different fun recipes, that's not everyday life. No. And it's also just not, it's not the healthiest route to go. I mean, the simpler you get, the better it is for your body. You need to give your body time to digest different ingredients. And when you're throwing
0: a million on a plate, it's like a shock to your body. Yeah, definitely. I also feel like it's a big source of anxiety for people that they don't actually see that connection where if they're getting so used to eating out all the time and for the sake of convenience or ease... They also subliminally are not fully conscious of what they're eating. Like, sure, okay, you know you're eating a burrito, but, like, what's in that burrito? Like, you don't know how much oil they used or what kind of oil or how much salt or, like, what's in there. You don't – you just don't know. And that's, like, subconsciously affecting you to the point where even if you feel like you're making healthy choices when you order these things out, like, you don't actually know what's going into your body every day. And so – I know that for me, taking control of what I'm feeding myself by knowing everything that goes into my body by cooking at home as much as I can brings me back that sense of control, but not in, like, an obsessive-compulsive way. It just makes me know, like, I know how I'm nourishing myself.
1: Yeah, and it's not yeah. even – it's it's more about, like, that's a basic act of self-care Yeah, is cooking for yourself, and, uh, you know, I think that in a city like New York or – you know, even more cities in America compared to the rest of the world, like it's okay to not do it because we've gotten into this lifestyle of like, you know, instant gratification, whether it's like ordering on seamless or Postmates or, you know, caviar, you can order like from a restaurant that's far away. And we, we aren't able to kind of take a step back and like go through, you know, the process of doing it for yourself because Mm -hmm. we're just used to getting it instantly and have it look beautiful um, in front of our faces. And like, we don't even like, I know a lot of people who literally get overwhelmed by the mess that they're going to make in their kitchen. Yeah. Um, Like they don't, I I had a guy tell me one of my close friends the other day that he just doesn't like the sight of uncooked food. And he just like, doesn't want to do it for that reason. And look, to touch on what you were saying about controlling the quality and not knowing what's in your food, that's there's no way for any restaurant, no matter how good it is, to be able to control quality in the same way that you can by making it at home. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the quantity completely cancels out the quality. Like, yeah. if there's the scale, if it's big, you're not going to be able to
0: control quality. Yeah. Totally, totally. So, okay, you are a soul cycle, or no, not soul cycle, B cycle in Germany. And then what got you from there to now being in New York and doing what you do as a home chef? So, I initially,
1: well, I planned to go to Berlin for a year to be with my mom. And I stayed there for a year and, as planned, came back to New York and enrolled in IIN, mm-hmm. which is the Integrative Institute of Nutrition. Um, which I just finished about a week ago. So it was exciting. a one year program. It was great. Yeah. And um, I, so now that I'm a certified health coach, I'm also working at P teaching part time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is to, how we met, by the way. This is how Meredith and I met, and P Evolve is amazing. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, you know, focusing on that as well as building my own health coaching business, and I'm trying to, Really, take on a hands-on approach with people in terms of teaching them how to cook for themselves at home through cooking lessons. Um, so let's say a person comes to me with, you know, the desire to lose weight or just become healthier, feel better, or you know, balance out their gut issues. It's not about just telling them what to do on paper and as a health coach, like meeting with them, you know, once a month or talking to them on the phone or giving them a plan, but literally coming into their home, cleaning out their fridge or putting stuff in their fridge because they mm-hmm. might not have anything in there. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, teaching them how to, to sustain themselves by cooking for themselves at home. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. right, that sounded really confusing. No,
0: I mean, it's, it's important because we all know, and especially we know as health coaches, like your environment is just as big a factor in your overall well-being as your diet and exercise and your environment can include the city you live in but it also includes your kitchen and if you have a toxic kitchen if you have a place that doesn't make you want to be in there or make nourishing things or do those acts of self-care then you're not going to be compelled to do them so making sure that you have that place to operate within is important and what tips you have for someone who sort of currently is feeling like their kitchen is a non-friendly non-healthy place honestly
1: like that any kitchen in New York no matter how tiny or you know sad it can look I mean it's, my
0: kitchen is like in in my bathroom
1: basically. it doesn't matter like I have like there are people I, I went to boarding school and the overseas students brought little like Bunsen burners or what do you call them those hot little plates. the hot plates yeah Bunsen burners what <laughs> you use thing. in science <laughs> They're um, the same. yeah they brought hot plates and you can if you have a hot plate and a little pan Like, you can literally make anything. So the size of your kitchen is not an excuse. Of course, everyone wants want, like, a huge, beautiful marble kitchen and, like, a penthouse. But that is not an excuse to not cook. Mm -hmm. You just have to know how to navigate Mm -hmm. it. You don't need a lot of space. You just need a little pan, you know. And the core ingredients starting out at the beginning of the week, like, you know, eggs, spinach, a couple sweet potatoes, some quinoa. Um, like, there's so much that you could do with just those ingredients I listed. Like, there's a million different things you could throw together. Mm -hmm. And I want to just teach people, like, you know, the basics of cooking simple and easy meals. And it's not something you have to do every day, but maybe three to four days out of the week. And then the other days you can order and, you know, eat out. If you're living in New York, it's not about, like, isolating and cooking basic meals every day but I think that 80 70 to 80 percent of the week you should be like eating food that you're making yourself yeah if you want to feel your best
0: yeah definitely prioritizing that yeah so when you first go to a client's apartment what's usually like the first thing you tackle about their kitchen I mean it's
1: so different per client because some people might have literally nothing in their kitchen versus you know, it's overpacked with the wrong things. Like I went to this um, older woman's house and it's different to see the patterns of different generations and backgrounds. I worked mm-hmm. with a client who lived in Brooklyn and she was in her 50s, originally from Russia. And she just had like a lot of canned stuff and different sauces and like a lot of Did like- she have
0: spam? I don't yeah, even know what spam I don't, is, but I just know what spam Not spam, but, like, <laughs> like old like people have it.
1: <laughs> just a lot of canned and cured things, yeah. and, you know, I took all of that out. I, t- You know,
0: all the sauces with the sugar and, yep. you know. God, that's, like, such a sneaky one, too.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: sauces and dressings. People are just, like, don't even know, like, what that can
1: be. Yeah, they're yeah. – and if you're suffering from – I mean, I feel like everyone in New York is bloated, like – the first thing that you could cut out are the sauces and the dressings mm-hmm. like they're full of sodium and sugar yep. and preservatives to yeah. keep them fresh mm-hmm. that just a little bit every day can
0: really cause yeah. you to have digestion and it's not even that we're having a little bit especially when we are eating out like we're having a lot of them yeah yeah definitely um, so
1: yeah i'll start out by it it depending on the needs of a client whether they need to clean out or they've no they literally never cook for themselves and, and we need to ice in their fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Start at the grocery store and, you know, literally start from the grocery store, shopping, teaching them about how to choose the right things, how to choose organic, reading labels, Mm. bringing the stuff home, organizing it, how to store food because another problem that I think people run into um, is they buy um, all this amazing fresh produce and fruit and they put it in their fridge. They don't really know what to do with it, so then it sits there and goes bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's stuff as simple as that. Like, And these are things you need to know in order to be an intuitive chef and to, you know, really utilize what you have. You have to know how to shop, how to store things, how to organize it, and then how to throw it
0: together. Yeah. So then once they've, you've got like all the stuff to start making these healthy meals, um, do you have them cook right away? Do they cook with you? Or does it kind of like vary per client?
1: It varies per client, but if we were to go to the store um, together and then come back to their home or apartment, we would at least cook one thing and, and prep you know, a few meals for the next few days and then I would give them detailed instructions mm-hmm. on how to, you know, finish the rest yeah um but i think it's really important to be there with my client hands-on showing them how to handle the food and how to like chop i mean it's it's a lot to learn and i think that it can be very if you want to get to the point where you can be an intuitive chef and throw things together then you have to have someone teach you or you need to watch the food network like i did for 10 years when i was you know Seven years old to right. Right. high school.
0: But that doesn't mean that anybody who is wanting to just be better at cooking more for themselves no, I mean, needs it, to have that kind no, of experience. No, it only takes a few times just to watch someone do it.
1: And then you're like, oh, that looks pretty easy. Yeah. Because it's also this idea of I need it to be perfect. I need to follow the recipe. I need right. the measurements. Yeah. That is not sustainable. No, it's like like if you're baking... I don't even use
0: measuring cups. Yeah, you don't
1: need to do that unless you're baking. You need to be able to eyeball things and... Like, it sounds like a lot as I'm saying it, but it's really going back to just simplifying everything and having the basic, you know, knowledge to whip together easy meals.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me even... Um, but like a lot of the things that I post on like my Instagram and stuff, people are like, Oh, like what's the recipe? And I'm like, honestly, there's, it's not a recipe because I just made a bunch of things. I made some roasted veggies. I made some quinoa and then I just threw it in a bowl all together and it looks good because it tastes good and it is good, but right. it's not a recipe. And like, so that's sort of like my whole approach to quote unquote meal prepping is instead ingredient prepping. Exactly. And just always having those things like at, you know on the ready, ready to go and being able to throw them together in whatever way I'm craving that day, whether it's a stir fry or a salad or a wrap or a soup and, or even if it's just a snack, I have like something there ready to go, but it's not like as intimidating as, okay, I need five plus hours on my Sunday to make food for the rest of the week. Yeah. I'm
1: not like talking about that kind of meal prepping and I'm not knocking
0: it down. It's just
1: not it's not that it's not as simple as this, like having, you know, certain ingredients prepped and ready so that you can create different dishes for three days, you know, using them in different ways. Like let's say the other day I did like steamed broccoli, steamed sweet potato, um, carrots. And what else did I do? I think it was just that, those three and then I had eggs on hand, I had a little spinach in my freezer and I had another protein. And for like three days I literally just would take a little bit of the carrot, a little spinach. Yeah, sweet potato, I saw it on
0: your story. Add
1: some eggs. Yeah. And then, you know, I had like a little turkey and I made a salad with yeah. the turkey and the sweet potato. A little threw a little avo in there. So it was just very simple, but it was there's nothing more satisfying than cooking for
0: yourself and like Just enjoying it and feeling good. Yeah. So for someone who is like never cooked for themselves, like what is a really, really easy thing to start with? I think that the easiest thing to start
1: with is honestly making smoothies in the morning. Mm -hmm. I think that, okay, my boyfriend is a perfect, he was my guinea pig. Like he is a finance bro, like didn't know his way around the kitchen at all two years ago. And when I moved back from Berlin, like he was having skin issues and wasn't really feeling um, that great. His energy levels were low. And um, I kept telling him like, "You, you should cut out dairy, you should cut out the sugar and the gluten for a while until everything kind of clears up and you feel better. And he was just finding it increasingly difficult to do all those things without like making it himself. And so I said, you should just make these things yourself. Like, it's so easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't want to do it. And he just said, like, I can't with my job, like, I have a crazy finance job, there's no way I have time to do all this stuff. So slowly, over time, like of the course of a month, I started showing him how to make a smoothie in the morning versus going out and having um, a Greek yogurt, a full banana, hard-boiled eggs like that was his morning yeah breakfast and it's <laughs> a weird combination it was and just so you know there's like a lot of guys that eat that combo like, yeah. like the, it, the banana the greek yogurt and like the egg yeah it's like it's like it's an epidemic <laughs> it's like they have the banana
0: because they know it's healthy the greek yogurt because it's like kind of trendy, and then the egg because it's no manly. they eat
1: the, <laughs> the they eat the greek yogurt because the protein. the protein the egg it's like you know more protein yeah and I was telling him, like, you need to cut down on the protein. Like, you're going to, like, all these fast food, healthy places, like, dig in and chopped and, like, piling on all these different animal the proteins protein throughout hours, the day. And yeah. then you have, like, the protein in the morning. And it's, like, your body is saying no, because you could see it on your face. No offense. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he started. So the simplest thing is to start by making the smoothies in the morning. I got him, you know, like, a Nutribullet and pre- prepped all of the smoothie ingredients at the beginning of the week mm. so banana cut them in halves um blueberries spinach avocado cut them into quarters and mm. then just pre-bagged everything froze it yeah so that in the and then got him a good quality vegan protein yep and then in the morning he would do you know a fourth of an avocado half a banana a cup of blueberries the protein, a little bit of almond butter, a little almond milk or water. Mm -hmm. And he just got addicted to that to start out. And it changed his morning because he wasn't eating this heavy, full breakfast. He was getting all the nutrients he needed packed in the morning and the protein. And then from there, he started, you know, to change the way he ate at lunch. And then cooking dinner came after, but I taught him how to make simple bowls like quinoa with spinach and a few poached eggs like Mm -hmm. it was that simple to start out and now he's doing like tofu with different vegetables and like yeah now he's getting really fancy (laughs) sends me pictures and I'm like wow Aw. you need to cook for me now
0: yeah (laughs) get him in your kitchen
1: now he makes like bone broth soups with zucchini noodles and like damn no he goes all out for me he cooks for himself like four times a week And from doing absolutely nothing and having a crazy finance schedule, he is the perfect, you know, example of how it can be done. It can be done. If it's done efficiently and... Yeah. um, And if you
0: care that much to
1: do that for yourself. I mean, if you have a crazy job like that or any job in New York where you need to be out of your home from 9 to 5... And you need to focus all day and it's in this, you know, chaotic environment. Like the first thing that you should be mindful of is the food that you're putting into your body is going to either make you have less energy Mm -hmm. or, you know, keep you on your toes so that you can actually do all that work and stay, stay on top of your game. Like you have to, that should be your number one motivator.
0: Right. And yeah, to anyone who says that they just don't, don't have time to do it or It's because you're prioritizing something else above yourself and above your health. And so that's the only reason that you wouldn't have time for something. So it's sort of involves taking a bigger step back and looking at, you know, how are you actually spending your time? And do you, do you see those things as more important than actually how you feel? And, you know, that's a hundred percent true. And also
1: like, it doesn't take as much time as, as people think it does. It's a a little time sacrifice in the beginning. To wrap your head around all this stuff and learn it but then once you actually do it's you're saving time you're saving time you're saving money and you're feeling better you're feeling more energized and you just feel I think more whole and complete like going back to what we said at the beginning it's the most simple form of self-care is cooking for yourself and I think that it's it's important you know with everything that's going on now in the world with food quality and just like this explosion of all of these options and meal services and different restaurants it's like we need to scale back a little bit and just you know enjoy those things yeah because they're fun and creative and great but yeah
0: we can't have it all all the time no and i think it also instills a bit of self-confidence that comes about and, and shows forth and other things too. Just like knowing that you're taking your life and your health into your own hands and that you're actively progressively doing something about it makes you feel like more confident and in control in other ways too. Right. Um, and I think that just brings forth like a better you, a better energy for the other things that you do in your life. Like you'll show up better for your family, for your kids, your husband, Um, for the people that you work with, your friends, you'll be more present um, just by like that simple act alone of doing that form of self-care. Totally. And there's
1: nothing more sexy than a guy who can whip up something. So true. Delicious in the
0: kitchen. So, so true. (laughs) Even if it's simple.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just the ability to do it. It's, it's, it's
0: amazing. Yeah. So in, In terms of, like, actually balancing eating out and cooking at home, what do you, like, recommend? So, say, like, say I'm a client of yours and I'm just trying to learn how to balance out my week in terms of how often I can eat out, how often I should cook at home. Like, what do you sort of say is, like, a good starting point?
1: I think that I always go back to repeating this. um, It really depends on the person, like... My goal as a coach is to really, like, analyze your life and your schedule and and from there determine what that balance would be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where is it a necessity that you eat out and yeah. where is it? yeah? You know, how many times can I actually cook at home versus, like, if you have a crazy job, like, I'm not going to say where you do have those time constraints. I'm not going to tell you to cook at home five days out of the week. But I think that... You know, starting at even two or three Mm -hmm. is a great, you know, place to begin. Mm -hmm. But it really depends on... That's another thing, like self-care. Like, we, I find clients looking at what other people are doing and comparing a lot. And they're like, well, and that just sets you up for failure because that person's life is completely different. Maybe it has some similarities, but you can't, like, create your eating schedule based off of what someone else is doing you can be inspired by it but you really have to look at your life your schedule see what's you know feasible for you get someone to help you you know learn how to do it and then you know see what works for you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah completely um okay so I want to ask you some fun questions yay okay (laughs) so I ask these to everyone who comes on here Um, What is one weird habit or absurd thing that you do that you love? A weird, absurd I don't even know which one to
1: pick. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) I need to narrow that down. Um, Ooh, for food? Sure. Oh, I definitely, like, if I'm alone in my apartment on a weekend, like, I've created some insane recipes. Like I will be a mad scientist in my kitchen and especially when it comes to desserts, but mm. they're all like healthy ingredients, but I'll just come up with like insane combinations of like like what? Like I'll look on BuzzFeed Tasty and see someone do like a a brownie in a mug and like I'll copy that somehow and like you know puree some blueberries and <laughs> drizzle it on top. I yeah. just like make crazy things to the early hours of the morning, but I'm trying to not do that right now. <laughs> that's I like up, what your late night thing <laughs> is. I, I wake <laughs> up feeling pretty upset with myself, but um, that's a, I mean, that's not that absurd of a behavior. I can't really
0: think of one. Yeah. No, but I, I think like some people think, you know, is it weird that I'd be now spending so much time like, alone in my kitchen doing these things and I'm like no it's like not weird to spend time with yourself like yeah, it's no. a great thing
1: it's my favorite but, thing to do
0: <laughs> yeah I agree um okay what is the best investment you've made under a hundred dollars in this past year the best investment oh my sound machine your sound machine my white, sound machine. white noise maker
1: my ne- white noise machine so I live in a I live in Soho and there's a lot of street noise and it was driving me absolutely crazy. I looked into windows that cost like over a thousand dollars to have installed. <laughs> and one day I was at Bed Bath & Beyond and saw this noise machine for like 20 bucks and it's changed my life. It's not on right now. If you can hear the. No, the I turned room. it off for the purpose of this podcast, but <laughs> that has been the best
0: investment by far. Sleep quality, man. Yeah. Um, okay. If you had a billboard, what would it say?
1: My billboard would say, think less, do more.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just do. Yeah. I'm an overthinker. I'm such an overthinker. And I've been trying to stop myself from doing that so much. Because then you think so much that you think through the opportunity and then the opportunity is gone. Totally. And there's a lot to think about nowadays. There's a lot to see, a lot to process. Yeah. Um
1: I mean, the communication between everyone in this world right now is so heightened. The exposure is so heightened. And I think that, you know, we just need to be kind to ourselves and realize that it's, like, a very unnatural thing. Mm -hmm. It's exciting and great. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we need to just let go and, like, not try and, you know, think about it and just do, you know, what we feel like we need to do.
0: I mean, it circles back to just... Being in the kitchen and cooking, people like think too much about like, oh, yeah. that's going to be such a mess. Like, oh, this is going to take so long. Oh, this is going to be so hard. Oh, it's not going to turn out well. It's like, just shut up. Do yeah. it. Just do it. <laughs> just do
1: it. Boil some quinoa. Don't forget yeah. to rinse it because otherwise you can be bloated. Yeah. Poach an egg or scramble an egg. The egg doesn't even have to look good. Yes. Yeah. throw that together. A little spinach, a little olive oil, salt, yeah. pepper. That could be your first meal that you make. It's yeah.
0: so yummy. So good okay and what is your favorite way to honor yourself every day um honoring myself every day
1: probably working out
0: Mm, that's a good one
1: yeah I love working out um it definitely just makes me feel like I, I could wake up and feel so tired and so drained especially right now it's winter time and I woke up this morning just feeling like dry i told you it felt like a cactus (laughs) yeah and i went to p and i taught a class and i felt like a completely different it was such a good class
0: i was there for it it was like just the burn i needed
1: yeah just i feel like working out is another way of just showing up for yourself and getting your body to move and releasing those endorphins it's just the best way to make yourself feel better
0: yeah agreed and lastly how can we honor and serve you today where can we find you where can we stalk you you can stop me work with you.
1: <laughs> so I have a website guided by Lex.com, which lays out all my services. You can send me an email, um, and I'll get back to you, or you can look at my Instagram for some inspiration. Lex Sheamus, Um, yeah, those two places. And on my website, I have some recipes and little videos, um, of my favorite recipes if you want to just check them out and get started
0: yeah perfect and i'll link to all of those in the show notes too um, yeah lex thanks for coming so fun. on so yeah. fun and this matcha was delicious i'm like may need another one <laughs> <laughs> homemade almond milk Thanks for listening to the latest show. Please feel free to share this episode with anybody you think would benefit from listening um, and would so appreciate if you could rate, subscribe, leave a review. That would mean the world to me. And just help me keep sharing all of this goodness about health and wellness. Um, also wanted to remind you guys about a really exciting upcoming community detox that we are doing. A lot of you know that I'm a huge proponent of functional medicine detoxes. And what that means is that it's not a juice fast, it's not an elimination diet, it's not trendy, it's a real science-based detox that helps to allow your liver to operate at its optimum levels, to truly cleanse the blood and prepare your body for upcoming seasons, re-energize, really just flush the body of those toxins that get stored everywhere from adipose fat tissue to your brain, um, to your joints, and just really get us feeling alive and well again. So I do these now seasonally for seven days. Um, And you can also do them for 14 or 21 days, depending on what your health goals are. I would love, love to have you guys join me. There's already an amazing group of people who are interested and signed up, ready to go. I will be doing mine on April 7th that week and would so love to have you. We're going to have an amazing Facebook community um, to help support each of us with motivational tips every day, live videos um, to help answer any questions or struggles you guys are going through. And yeah, just really be a supportive community about it. It's a great way to start doing detoxes if it's the first time you've ever done it. And I am also here to answer any questions that you have about it. So please feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, email me all of that good stuff. If you're interested, even in just learning more about it, please check out the link in the show notes. Um, and there's also a link in my bio on Instagram. So go to those two places. Would love to have you. And hopefully I'll see you in the Facebook group.